When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hey, gentle listeners, it's Andrew, and welcome to another episode of Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. Once again, very generously filling in for Anna for the next few episodes, it's Rachel Winitsky. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I would Hi. love, I, for whatever reason, that's what I assume um, like, a, a, like a, an entertainment accountant accountant sounds like yes absolutely hi hi what what can how can i help you <laughs> uh, I, don't know. Voice. I was trying to think of something clever to say and then i panicked and i went uh <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt it's the old rule of improv when in when you don't know when what to say doubt, say hi say hi and don't <laughs> add anything to the conversation <laughs> um so rachel this is a very special episode because for the whole summer, we've been reading these uh, listener campfire tales, which has been great, but we are fast approaching Labor Day. Finally. And Labor Day is not summer, and so please keep sending us your stories. But in the meantime, we are going to start reintroducing some scary stories from the series Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Alvin Schwartz with drawings by Stephen Gamble. And, uh, and Rachel, you've joined us here today because uh, you are going to read one of those stories. It's a grand return. Oh, I'm so excited. I love the story so much and I'm really excited to read it. <laughs> Rachel, could you tell us what this story is called? I would love to. So this story is called The Hog. <laughs> I will say, before you get started, I gave Rachel a choice between some stories and <laughs> The Hog was a clear front runner. Yeah. Oh, I knew right away. I didn't even read the other one. <laughs> I like, was like, I read it. this one and I was like, that's me. <laughs> All right. Take it away. Okay. <clears throat> when Arthur and Anne were in high school, they fell in love. They were both big, fat, and jolly and seemed <laughs> suited to one another. <laughs> but as sometimes happens, things didn't work out. Already spooky. Already spooky. Arthur moved away and married someone else, and Anne didn't marry anyone. And not too many years later, she got sick and died. Some said it was from a broken heart. One day, Arthur was driving to a small town not far from where he and Anne had grown up. Soon, he realized that a hog was following him. No matter how fast Arthur drove, the hog stayed right behind. Each time he looked back, there was the hog. It began to irritate him, as it would. Oh, yeah. Finally, he couldn't stand it any longer. 
He stopped his car and wrapped the hog on its snout, good and hard. Get out of here, you fat, dirty thing, he shouted. To his astonishment, the hog spoke to him. And it was Anne's voice he heard. It's her ghost, he thought. She has come back as a hog. (laughs) I was doing no harm, Arthur, the hog said. I was just out for a brisk walk, enjoying myself. How could you strike me after all that we meant to one another? With that, she turned and trotted away. (laughs) That's the end of the story. Doesn't it feel like it's missing something? It feels like this was told by someone who's gradually being deprived of oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing no harm. (laughs) It's so strange. This is one of the strangest stories, I'll say it, of the whole series. It really feels like, like there's no conclusion like he hits her on the nose and insults her she's like why'd you do that it's me Anne." and then she walks away and there's like i was like she should eat she should turn him into bacon yeah exactly it she needs some revenge in this yeah there's like there's nothing no there's i feel very unsettled by this story yes. and i think i read it and then i immediately texted you that i needed to tell the story of the fat pig bitch and yes. i <laughs> and i do need to tell her story it does feel it, honestly it's like it feels like this could be a twitter thread written by Anne. yes being like like here's a story about how me and my ex fell out and now i'm a hog you know like <laughs> and now i'm a pig I guess I guess to me it's like what's so weird about Arthur's reaction to it is not that he's like, oh no, there's something wrong with my like prescription and I'm I'm imagining. Like I'm his insane. first thought was like, this is Anne's ghost who's come back as a hog. Right. And that like when a ghost would come back as an animal, it would like be able to talk. Yeah. Which like actually doesn't make sense to me because I feel like if ghosts are coming back as animals, like every animal would be a ghost. Oh my gosh, constant. Yeah, I, I guess to me also this the story takes a turn and maybe it's like Arthur's sin. Like at first the story seems kind of fat positive, you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, they're both fat. They found each other. They were right. happy and fat. And then it's actually like he didn't get married to her. Yeah. And she didn't find anyone because who would love this fat woman? That's And that's where – and it's like – and then he also still a fat person is calling is calling a pig fat in a derogatory way. Yeah. And then it's like, well, here's what you get for doing that. Unless maybe he like got thin. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's like that he had type. a growth spurt. He got thin. He left her behind. Mm. He grew up. He formed some sort of like exercise empire. <laughs> and like he really didn't want to be reminded of his past. Wow. This is Arthur Nutrisystem. Yeah, I'm describing the plot of Heavyweights. <laughs> you know. This is, this is the prequel to Heavyweights for sure. Oh, yeah. It's Fat Pig Bitch. Wow. I, the other thing that's weird about – so it's also kind of like a reincarnation story. Right. Did like, she die because she was so fat and lonely? I mean, just as she got sick. So like – I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I I hope that's not the direction that the story is going in. 
I think anytime you have, I get like the the association with like um, hog as like a name to call someone who is fat is like I don't know. I, the other crazy thing is that like pigs are super intelligent, right? Right. Um, and oh gosh, Rachel, I remember watching this documentary where apparently like they grieve in a very similar way to humans. No. <laughs> And I was like, oh, God. What does that even mean? They, like, post about it on Facebook. <laughs> They're like, today I'm sad and that's okay. I'm allowed to be. Um, <laughs> I'm grieving in my own way. Yeah. No, I, I I think it's that, like, they, like, go into, like, deep depressive states and then sometimes oh. they'll be, they'll be, like, fine, but then something will remind them. Like <laughs> – Oh, th- no. That they have, like, they form, like, deep emotional attachments. And they're super smart. Um, yeah. We shouldn't be eating them. I know. I know. And it is – it's such a bummer that they taste good. But it's like, I don't know. It's not – it's not our fault. Yes. That they taste so good. That's true. I mean, I guess – I don't know. It's like maybe we just shouldn't – maybe we shouldn't torture them through factory farm raising. <laughs> like Yes. Absolutely. Feels- um. Yeah, I went to very weirdly. I went to uh, uh, an old friend of mine's uh, wedding, and they're kind of like agnostic Jewish. And at their wedding, there was a pig roast. Whoa! Yeah, and that's it wa- fascinating. It was like one of the most delicious meals I've ever had, but it was <laughs> very jarring to see just a pig spinning around over a flame. Oh my god! Yeah, that's kind of jarring to see, no matter what. And and it's also like. I don't know, as an agnostic Jew myself, <laughs> I do feel like I eat bacon, but very rarely, but yeah. I do eat bacon. But like, I still, honestly, like I don't eat pork. Like yeah. if it's like, if I'm at like a buffet and like, that's the option, like food's been provided and that's what it is. Like right. someone cooked pork for me. Like, I'm not like, no, I won't eat that. But like, it does continue to have this thing in your brain where you're like, I'm not supposed to eat that. And because like my mom was raised kosher and stuff and it just like wasn't on the menu. Yeah. And it does really surprise me for like Jews to get to the point where they're like, we're having a pig roast at our wedding (laughs) is like pretty amazing. I'm still, yeah, it's funny. It's obviously this is not as, um, as like significant, uh, like religious dietary system, but like during Lent, you're not supposed to eat meat on Fridays. Oh. And I do have like – I do have a panic every once in a while, like just a tinge if it's a Friday and I find myself like eating a hamburger. I'm like <gasps> – like <gasps> it's Lent. so funny how that is um, sort of hardwired into you if that's yeah, just truly. a part of your childhood. Yeah, and like I – my family was never kosher. We just like – we were like kosher around my grandparents and like it just was like because my mom grew up kosher it was like she wasn't gonna prepare pork right 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 and like it just wasn't really a thing and then like i guess we occasionally ate bacon because it's like easy to pretend that that's not pork. (laughs) (laughs) that is chris chris like almost exclusively eats meat and but he can't eat meat that looks like the animal i really feel that i i like hate eating chicken on the bone that is so funny yeah like i I I feel like I eat meat less, but when I do, it tends to be like ribs or whole cow. Yeah, whole cow face. I want to start with a face. <laughs> you want to pay respect to the animal <laughs> by welcoming it to your table. 
But yeah, it is so funny how like, I wonder if that is a part of why we made like chicken nuggets and like. Oh, for sure. We're just like, let's abstract this. Yeah. I feel like a lot of parents have stories about like, my kid just realized that chicken, the meat is the same as chicken, the animal. And they're like traumatized by it (laughs) because you grow up like you're a kid and they're like, what does the cow say? Moo. What does the chicken say? Bop, bop. And then you're like eating hamburgers and chicken for dinner. And then there's a point where you must be like, oh, those those are the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I guess like the other funny thing about this story is that I don't feel like pigs are typically thought of as scary animals. No. And like if one was following your car, yeah. is that what it was? Like you would just drive away. Yeah. The fact that this pig is keeping up, I guess that's the kind of supernatural element to it. Right. Because um, that would be alarming if you were driving like 60 and there was just yeah. a pig on, on – I guess people are – this was new to me coming to the West Coast, like people being very aware of feral hogs, you know? Is that – are there feral hogs here? I don't don't think in the Los Angeles metropolitan area. Okay. But I – Oh, you know what? I've seen some feral hogs. (laughs) (laughs) I I, – now that I think of it. I, when I was in college, I went on a family trip to Arizona. Yes. And we got like there. got back. We stayed at like a bed and breakfast and we got back one night and there were just these like wild hogs in the driveway. And we were sort of like, what do we do? Like, Because yeah. they are aggressive. Right. Like I think they were like, oh, just don't anger them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, so I guess I get it now. This yeah. story makes sense to me now, and and actually, it is quite scary. And I like the ending, and it all makes sense. <laughs> this is yeah. This is us writing for like the Chicago Tribune yeah. reviews. Um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe I think we should maybe talk about the illustration for a little bit too. Oh yeah, let me um, bring it up. Yeah. So, so, so this is this is a real. So Stephen Gamble is, um, you know, sort of known for these incredibly chilling – we haven't talked about an illustration of this in a long time – these incredibly chilling, deep, primordially frightening illustrations. And this one is a little more cartoony, which I appreciate. Yeah. It's still like kind of scary though. Like is the the hog wearing heels? Yes. The hog is wearing heels. Okay. Front front feet, hooves. Yes. Back feet – Heels with with an, with an ankle strap with an ankle strap, a little uh, Mary Jane. Yeah, little Mary Jane. What do they call the like a biscuit basket when the heel isn't very tall? Oh, I've never heard that, but I love it. Like a kitten heel. <laughs> yeah, like a kitten heel. Um, yeah, this hog. It so it's looking. It has a very sort of human eye that it's looking at us with. Yep. Um, it's very hairy. Very hairy. Which I also don't think about pigs being hairy, but they are. Yeah, pigs pigs can be hairy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say, pigs can be hairy. You heard it here first, folks, or maybe you didn't, but either way. (laughs) She's got very human rolls, like fat rolls. The fat rolls are very human. Um, And she's got like a nasty mucus drip coming from her nose. Yeah, that is – I think that's kind of the – the thing about pigs – that are most famous are their noses and their tails. Mm-hmm. And those are the two things that make me the most uncomfortable about pigs. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it There's something that the curly Q tail is distressing to me. 
It's very distressing. Why is it so curly cute? Yeah, what's the what's the evolutionary reason for that? To look cute? To be sweet? Well, it's not working. <laughs> and now I'm just looking at pictures of hogs. Yeah. They're pretty. They can be really scary looking. That's true. And they can get huge. I mean, you brought up um, the feral hogs in Arizona. And I watched this thing, Rachel, that um, there's like a town in Arizona that every Halloween, the feral hogs come and they eat the pumpkins. Oh, my God. Like they know to come on Halloween. That's so fun. Do you think it's like a holiday for them? I think it is. I think they're like, oh, this is the day when the humans put out gourds so that we don't kill them. Yeah. They're like, it's pumpkin night. <laughs> the humans have made their offerings. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I've i seen some videos. There's this video of, of a, a feral hog rushing into a call center. Like, what? Like it's like to um, make a call. So like, no, it's like security footage of like a call center, and I, I don't know where it is, but it's like the hog runs in. The people are all freaking out. The hog like jumps up on the table and then jumps like smashes out of the window. Oh my god! They're kind of. It's like it sort of feels like they're on like some high octane drug all the time. Yeah, they're very they're. They're very mask. Yes, they're very mask. All hogs are tops. All hogs are boys. <laughs> I think this bed and breakfast where my family stayed also like the they had a lot of um taxidermied like hogs heads and stuff on <gasps> oh the walls. Oh my god. And so I sort of had this feeling of like maybe the hogs are back for blood. Wow. That would be a very scary movie too. The hogs know. The hogs know, and they've come to reclaim their brother's heads. <laughs> okay, this is actually really a good idea. I, I think, I think um, pigs are not exhausted enough or mined enough for horror potential. No, they're definitely not. I want to say that there was a pig man in one of the not scary farm haunted houses. I think you're right. I think it was it's a called pumpkin. like, yeah, like pumpkin. It, I think it was like a farmer that was like experimenting on his animals or something and created a scary pig yeah. man. Was it called like pumpkin eater or something? Yes. Yes, it yeah. was. Not, not scary farm, pump, the pumpkin eater. Yeah, they're house. ahead. I mean, I guess, and I have, I've not watched, I've not watched a Saw movie, I will say. But I, I feel like maybe the, the direction that Saw has gone in is the, the killer wears a pig head. Which I think oh. is maybe like a butcher sort of thing. Um, I mean, that's scary. A pig with a butcher knife? Very scary. A lot of – I'm yeah. scared of thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I guess the other thing – I guess the other kind of scary thing about pigs is, yeah, that if they have this emotional complexity and we are still eating them, there is this like ingrained guilt or awareness of like – Things could take an evolutionary turn and we could be at the pig's mercy. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like we shouldn't be eating them. We should be making allies. I know. For when the for when the AI uprising happens. Yeah. We need the pigs. And then the pig uprising. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I also feel like I, I, I've been to some state fairs in my day and I feel like pigs were kind of heavily featured at those. Like a pig – like a pig auction? Yeah, like a like a prize pig, like to see like to see like the tallest pig. The t- 
<laughs> the widest pig. Have you met my son, the tallest pig? <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I mean, I really think Babe did a lot for our generation in terms of pig affinity. I know. I was actually just thinking that I was like, it's shocking that like those movies came out and then anyone in our generation continued to eat pig. I know. It- but that's what I mean about this cognitive dissonance where yes. you're like, Pig the pig. I was going to say pig the person. Pig the person is different than pig the beast. <laughs> pig the person. Also, that could be a verb. Could you just pig that person, please? Could you pig that person? <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me just let me just pig him really quick. Hold on. Let me just pig that person. Rachel, if you were going to come back as an animal to haunt your ex, what animal do you think you'd be? Oh, I mean, I don't know if it would be the most haunting, but I feel like I'd want to be a bird because I just think flying seems so fucking cool. Yeah. I think I'd be really scared of it, but ultimately would enjoy it. Yeah. And then you could dive bomb. You, yeah. You yeah. Could, like, it would be a good way to be, um, you could get out of a situation quickly once you were yep. like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Bye. Bye. What, what would you be? I mean, I guess it's like if the question is if it's something to like scare an ex, I don't have a lot of acrimonious relationships with exes. Right. Nor do I, which is why I would just be a bird and I'd be like, hey, and then I'd leave. Right. I think I would probably pick um, – I mean, bird is a really compelling choice. Okay, don't steal mine. Okay, I'm not going to steal it. I'm not going to steal it. No, you could be – we could be birds together. <laughs> I, I think I would pick like some sort of zoo animal – um, yeah, I love that. For the purpose of if I could be sure that my ex was going to come to the zoo <laughs> and I could like write a message on the glass yeah, in, in like mud or something. And hmm, th- this giraffe wrote, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be for something super specific. It would be like um, – it would be like, yeah, well, like when you described me as like a, an aspiring artist, like it would be like some <laughs> – yeah. What is um, this hippo's deal? Yeah, this this hippo just used its own shit to write. <laughs> who's aspiring it, now? What? <laughs> it just sprayed the words "Who's aspiring now, bitch?" on the glass. <laughs> yeah, and now he's smoking a cigarette, and it would be like in front of in front of in front of his kids. So the kids would be like, oh, oh, and use his like full name. So the kids would be like, first and last name. This, yeah, like. This gibbon hates my dad. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I, like I really that a lot. hope that. I hope that happens for you. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I, I, in, in terms of like what the afterlife looks like, I don't know that I'm like gunning for reincarnation. No, I'm gunning for like eternal, like ha- happy fun times. Yes. And like eating Thai food. Right, exactly. It, like if I could choose. But if the reality if is we're being reincarnated, then I guess I, I just am I, – I think my worry is like I feel pretty good about this life that I'm in now. Right. And I'm sort of like what would the next one – like – I think it would be cool to be like a big-ass turtle. 
Oh yeah. See like and just get have to time. see the ocean. Right. That is nice. And to have like really no predators. Yeah, and like live for like a hundred years just like swimming. Yeah. Yeah, meaning. that is really good. Also, I hear their sex lives are kind of wild. <laughs> really? Have you heard what the noise they make when they have when they <laughs> no. when they mate? No. They're like it's like the highest, craziest <laughs> noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like you think it's like, oh, what noise is going to come out? And it's like, <laughs> it's so. There's like, there's like a video. I think like a mashup of um, uh, Coldplay's "Clocks," where it's like <laughs> you, and then it cuts to a pig, or not a, a tortoise having sex, being like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. It's very sweet. Okay, so I I want to be a bird and then a tortoise. Yes, and then a tortoise. <laughs> and then I'll be like a slug or something. You know, I'm not above it. I so apparently slugs have like um this, this <laughs> wild sex life. <laughs> they do. They do. I, suddenly I'm just Kim Cattrall. Like this whole <laughs> apparently, yeah. Um no, it's Chris worked on this documentary series called Tiny World um, on Apple Plus, available now. And uh, when slugs have sex, it's like a gorgeous <laughs> dance they do. Oh where my they god! Cl- they climb up to like um, a branch, and then the two of their mucuses combine, and like they're suspended in the air away oh from any god. predators, and they're just like swirling around each other. Okay, so it's just like humans. It's just like humans. <laughs> I will not. I, I, you, I will only procreate off the top of a branch. If our mucus isn't swirling, yeah. <laughs> honey, yeah. you call can't me, afford me. Call me old-fashioned, but I don't want to be worried about predators when I'm making whoopee. Making <laughs> <laughs> whoopee. I know. That is not what Kim Cattrall would say, but that's my interpretation. I I think I, I could see her saying that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, with a wink, and then she says something like truly disgusting. She'd be that. like, "I'm bringing it back." Yeah, exactly. We're saying whoopee now. Yeah, it's my new word for rimming. I'm because <laughs> she'd be like, "I just found out what a cougar is." Oh, yeah. The boys like me the older I seem, so I'm pretending to be 85. <laughs> That's very good. Wow. We missed, our, we missed our calling to be asked to do the current Sex and the City reboot. I know. When she said no, I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Do you need a fat pig bitch in your show? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, this one goes out to, to Anne the Hog, and this one does not go out to Arthur because you cannot speak to people that way, and you cannot weaponize the word fat. Amen. Amen. Rachel, before we go, uh, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Uh, I mean, yeah. I took a flight and the airline uh, put my luggage on the wrong plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's the spookiest shit that's ever happened. It actually, is. you know what did actually happen that is kind of spooky? What's that? Regarding this story is that I checked my luggage at – the curbside. Okay. Jet like I would flew JetBlue, checked my luggage at curbside. And then when my bag didn't come, I went to talk to the baggage claims guy and he was like I was like I did it at I did it at curbside drop off and he was like 
curbside drop-off, they don't even work for JetBlue. Oh. And it really felt like I was being told, like, that, like, this building hasn't been there for 15 years. Oh, my God. So apparently it's third party outside the airports and uh, they're not as good as the inside guys. Oh, that's awful. So, yeah, that was my spooky story. My, I got my suitcase, but. Thank um, goodness. I'm so sorry that happened, though. Ugh. It was really hard. I it's had to tough. wait almost 30 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> now this is what how I always want to fly, though, where you just random hand your bag to a rando, <laughs> and then you come home, and then someone delivers your luggage to your house the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. I it's do It's actually like very that. easy. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, if I could, if I could, be, if I could just like have a change of clothes in my backpack, then yeah. that would be my by far my preferred method of traveling. Easy. Um, have you had any spooky experiences in the last week? Okay, yes, I have. Um, I you have you ever had dead arm where you wake up and your arm is totally asleep, and it's like it's like it's someone else's arm. Oh my gosh, I don't. I my fingers have died, but not a whole arm. Oh, so I slept weird on my arm the other night. Full dead arm, like oh, absolutely God. dead arm. And Rachel, I woke <laughs> up to my dead arm holding my phone camera on at me. No. Yes. Live streaming on Instagram. And, and truly, I was like, what? Now that I know this is possible, I'm going to sleep with my phone in a safe. Uh, so far away. Yeah. Because God only knows what could happen. Oh my God! I cannot. Were you recording anything? Or no, it was did you just take any on. Photos? Thank goodness. And I did check. I checked. I even went to like hidden photo. I was like, I don't trust my dead hand. Sent photos. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, your ghost arm tried to take a selfie. I know. My ghost arm is trying to blackmail me. Your um, ghost arm was like, "You're making the dumbest face in your sleep. You're gonna hate this." In the morning. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was very scary. And so now I am not. I am putting my phone far away, everybody. Lock it up in a safe. Lock it up. Um, Rachel, thank you for your expert reading of The Hog. No, thank you. And uh, everybody else, get out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.